Thomas. Michael. Hey, buddy, you know what we didn't do yesterday? What did we do not? This is what I have hope for the country. A hundred, a hundred, Thomas, women are now in Congress that weren't there the day before. How about that? God bless the women, because, you know, I think women make better decisions than men. I think they listen better. I think women should rule the world. That's just my own personal opinion. It's amazing that 100 women are now in Congress. And I've been calling this for this for a long time. And we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I just think that's the best thing to come out of this election. Don't you? No. <laughs> I want to tell you the best thing to come out of any election has nothing to do with politics and okay. has everything to do with a young genius by the name of Steve Kornacki. <laughs> that little guy with the, with the glasses and the khaki pants all the time? Yeah, I'm telling you, this guy, he's better than the Google machine. <laughs> I mean, he's unbelievable. He knows every nook and cranny of every county, every area in the United States, how they voted last time, where they're trending this time. And he goes like the ever-ready bunny, right? I mean, yeah. goodness gracious, he's been going for like three days now, nonstop. When does he ever rest? Well, he'll probably rest today, buddy. He'll rest today. But like you, you sound pretty fired up this morning, and I'm guessing you had your coffee. I had my coffee. I am highly caffeinated. I'm feeling good. Okay, let me ask you this, Thomas. I don't know this about you. How do you take your coffee? I used to take it black. Oh, that's a bad answer, my friend. But now... Because I had some, uh, oh, how do I say this? You had some uh, gastro gastrotomical issues. Yeah, gastrotomical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe about five years ago, my wife said, hey, instead of drinking your coffee black because it's so acidic, right? why don't you try to mellow it out a little bit with some cream? So I did that. And, you know, uh, an interesting thing happened. I mellowed out myself. <laughs> well, you not only mellowed out yourself, but you probably come the people around you because, Thomas, they just did a study from the University of Ensbruck in Austria, and they found out that people who like to drink their coffee black often have psychopathic and sadistic traits. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> they say that the bitter taste professes an association with antisocial personality traits. Come on, Thomas, you were a psychopath all those years. You know, I have a cousin in North Carolina. And he drinks his coffee black and super strong. Is he? Does he have any of that tendencies? Well, the thing is, he can just like go off at any second. He's like the nicest guy in the world. But, you know, like the strangest things set him off. Like once I was in his car and he was playing the radio really loud and I couldn't take it. So I <laughs> reached over to turn the radio down. I was in the passenger seat. He almost cut you with a knife. Oh, my gosh. He started screaming at me. I'm like. It's the black coffee. That's what it is. You know, I read this study and I say, but aren't we all sadists and psychopaths before that first cup of coffee in the morning? <laughs> Good right? point. Good point. That's crazy. You know, they, they say that it showed an enjoyment of a bitter taste likened to a roller coaster ride when people enjoy the fear and then the elation, you know, back and forth. I don't know. It sounds kind of crazy. Do you know people that drink black coffee besides your cousin? Yeah. My daughter, Jackie, drinks black coffee. And Does she sit in front of that coffee, looking at it and yelling and singing to herself, hello, darkness, my old friend? No. No? She never no. does that? You never caught her no. doing that? But she's young. You know, she's very young. And, you know, I would imagine years and years of black coffee could turn you into, you know, not only is your 
coffee dark, but you become dark, right? Yeah. I guess so. The question is psychopath or lactose tolerant? That's the age old question. Yeah. Give me the lactose. I'm somewhat lactose intolerant. I start sneezing after I eat ice cream. Now, in your coffee, do you put milk, cream, or some of that stuff like those creamers that have like vanilla? No, flavor? no. That's full of chemicals and all kinds of crazy stuff. No, right. you know what I put in my coffee? Just half and half. How about you? Oh, yeah. You don't drink coffee. I, I, chai I'm, tea. Mr. Chai Chai. No, tea and a lot of water. I drink probably almost half a gallon a day, maybe more. Which well, is bad. water's water's good for you. Yeah, well, for me, it's not that good because it, you know, we got that whole thing with my bladder. We don't want to get into. No, it. no, we don't, we don't <laughs> want to talk about your bladder. Tom and Mike. This is a very, very strange and unique story. A woman in Brooklyn is trying to do her part for the environment and stuff like that. But this is going to blow your mind. And if again, I tell people if they don't believe you, you just Google this on the internet and you can see pictures of her and everything and what she does. She just put seven months of her trash in one 16-ounce mason jar. How do you do that? Well, let me tell you how she does it. First of all, I'm How many she, months? Seven. All of her trash? In one 16-ounce mason jar. What about paper products and stuff Well, here, like let that? me tell you what she does. Here's what she does. She carries her own reusable coffee cup, bamboo utensils, and cloth bags. She purchases her groceries in bulk, and stores them in mason jars also. And she eats, and this is the big thing, she eats a plant-based diet, meaning that all her food doesn't have to come in boxes or anything, like no cereal or no meats or no anything. Like it's, you know, she'll buy oranges for her liquid and and eggs and, and uh, uh, you know. Less- what about the orange peels? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Come on. Maybe, maybe you got to ask these. I don't get it. A 16-ounce mason jar for seven months of trash. I'm guessing she has no boyfriend. Can you imagine the guy brings home a large pizza in a box? It would kill her. Yeah. You're out of here, bud. Yeah. God, Lord knows what she throws down that toilet, too, right? If she's cheating. No. Right? But I'm serious, Thomas. I, want, I know you don't believe half the stuff I tell you, but Google Brooklyn woman... Seven months in one 16-ounce mason yeah, jar. Yeah, you're right. I'm convinced you're pulling most of this stuff off the <laughs> Go onion. Ahead. You're getting it from the onion. No, I swear to God, she does this. She's very, you know, frugal with everything. I'm guessing she lives alone. I'm guessing she hasn't dated in a while. But, oh, that's uh, a pretty good observation there. Yeah, what else does she have to do? She's lonely. She has nobody in her life. Her friend is her 16-ounce mason jar. <laughs> I, w- I want you to Google that and look at it because it is kind of amazing what you, that mason jar. I tried, I'm looking at the mason jar because they have a picture of it. And I'm trying to figure out what she has in there. And I How do you break that stuff down? She might have something like a composter or something. That's what she probably has. But uh, Thanks for coming that. to the table nice and prepared because <laughs> everybody's wondering, well, you're going to increase Google's traffic this morning. Well, I can only tell you what I read, right? And this is what I read. And you I you only read in- so much. That's right. <laughs> you're s- Hey, this sounds good. Hey, yeah. What <laughs> about the rest of the facts? Come on. No, uh, no. The who, what, when, why, and where of it all. Come you on. Get, you'll get it. You'll get it. All right. Tom and Mike. Do you know that we've lost another thing in this country to another country? India now boosts the world's tallest statue, Thomas. It's now twice the size of the Statue of Liberty. Think of that, my friend. Wow. At a cost of $400 million. It could have been put to better use in that country, like cleaning up their river, right? What's the statue of? I'm glad you asked, my friend. It's the statue of India's first deputy minister. 
right? When England gave over that country as a colony to India, he was their first prime minister. And it's called the Unity Statue. This statue's so big, Tom Cruise is going to attempt to scale it. New Mission Impossible. Yes, he's a little guy and it's something. (laughs) Little guy with a big statue. How about building a hospital? Or how about cleaning up? Giving them some more toilets, Thomas, right? The guy that they're honoring right. is like their chief Indian. He was Yes, he was their chief, their Indian chief. He was yeah, their first. So he would sort of be their chief Wahoo. Yes. <laughs> Do you think many birds are going to miss this statue, Thomas? They're going to fly right into <laughs> it and die. <laughs> I thought my wife was bad at spending money. $400 million for a statue. Come on, Thomas. Tom and Mike. You know, another thing we didn't touch on yesterday was that Michigan became one of three states that have added recreational marijuana. It's now legal to smoke pot in Michigan, baby. I know you're excited about that. (laughs) But here's the thing, Thomas. After all these months, now I don't know how many, it might be eight or nine, ten states now that's legal, they still don't have a breathalyzer test for driving well stone, Thomas. You got to come up with that invention, I'm telling you. Has it even been invented yet? They're working on different things, but it's tough to find out because here's the problem. First of all, marijuana stays in bodies longer if you're fat than if you're thin. So that's a good reason to lose weight if you want to smoke pot, lose some weight, and you want to drive. Besides that, that, when you're eating all those munchies, it's hard to tell what's beyond that, right? Yeah. Plus the strain of the pot, how long ago you smoked it. They can't figure it out quite yet. The trick to driving wild stone, as I always tell people, is when you drive, you want to wear binoculars, right? Binoculars? Yeah. Do you think that would make it more interesting? And make sure you're you're (laughs) texting while you're driving. Right. (laughs) But here's a goal. You know, cops are having a hard time. A couple of things would be really easy. How about if you're not sure if the guy's been smoking pot, you pull him out of the car, wave a bag of Oreos in front of him, right? <laughs> he grabs them really quick. <laughs> and he might good, have been smoking pot. Here's a good rule of thumb also, Thomas. If the car runs a stop sign, he's probably drunk. But if he stays at the stop sign waiting for a turn green, then he's probably stoned. You know, my son, when he was 18, I swear to you, he got pulled over because right. he was sitting at a traffic sign in a residential neighborhood, just sitting there trying to figure out where he was going to go. And the cop thought, you know, maybe he was, uh, you know, herbed up, as they say. Yeah. But he wasn't. I know. We he's never good, did that in our family. He's a good boy. That drinks, was a big thing in your family, right? He's a good boy and he drinks his coffee with cream. And what did grandma used to say about your pot smoking? What? What'd she say? I don't know. There's a joke there. You always uh, go She to never grandma. knew about my pot smoking. Me and Granny didn't talk about What about like mom? Did mom had an idea. Matter of fact, mom upset me one day really bad. I came to a wedding of one of my cousins and I was getting ready to go into church and she looked at me and it was really, it was in the fall this time of year and I was suffering bad from allergies and I had big circles under my eyes from sneezing so many times. And she said, have you been smoking marijuana again? And I said, mom, I have an allergy. And well, that's a Besides that. <laughs> it was time to go to church, and that was the only way you could get yourself prepared, right? That's right, baby. You know, some critics are saying about <laughs> – quit laughing. You know, some critics say that, you know, the states that have had marijuana, there have been more crashes. Although, I kind of think to myself, how much damage can you do in a four-mile-an-hour crash, right? That's right. Because when you smoke pot, Thomas, I know – Yeah, things slow down. They really slow down. You go very slow. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. They'll work on it, right? You Right now, they're – it's some tests that uh, don't work too well. Like right now, your cop comes out and says, I'm going to give you a standard marijuana test to see if you've been under your influence. Okay, name the first song on the dark side of the moon. If they get it, they've been smoking, pal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you I go. Like your, I like your Oreo test. 
if he grabs oh, the bag in less than five seconds. He's you, on pot. <laughs> Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, you know that I love to talk about the Nazis, right? Yeah, I never really got your whole fascination with that subject, but okay, I'm sure you have something interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be great. I love this. There's a new book out, and it tells you— The reason I like Nazis so much is because, for one, you always like the evil people. and Not, not you don't like them, but you, you're fascinated with what makes them tick. But anyway, a new book out that shows— and there's tons of photos in this book that reveals that many, many German soldiers were cross-dressing for fun during World War II. How about that, Thomas? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me for some reason. If this is supposed to make me smile and like them, I think not. No wonder they lost the war. Their heels hurt, Thomas. <laughs> and maybe that's why they're saying, Sig heel, Sig heel. Mm. Not many people know this, Thomas, but Drag Club is one of the few places where Hitler can really cut loose. He called himself Titler. <laughs> Did you know that? No. <laughs> wow, you just came to the table with all kinds of crazy fun facts. This you know, this, this book is, is wild. It has fascinating photos showing how German soldiers would buy women's clothes and put them on and cross-dress in the front lines during lulls from the battle, Thomas. On the front line? <laughs> they would use home crop dresses. And, oh, it was, Thomas, they're crazy. They're Germans. They're Nazis. So they did their own sewing? Yeah, they did all of it. <laughs> wow. But I think it's funny thinking about all these Germans. And when you see these pictures in the book, you'll laugh. You could also Google that, Thomas. That Google machine is on fuego <laughs> this morning. I love it. I love that Google. Do you ever use any other search engine besides Google? No, I don't use Yahoo or anything else. How about you? No, you're right. There's a lot of them. But, uh, yeah, you know, when you go to a different search engine... You know what the big problem is? What's that, my you friend? You got all those ads all over the place. You got all this stuff all over the... Like, I don't want to see that. Just give me the info, right? Right. When Yahoo pops up, just when it pops up, you don't get a clean search engine, right? Right. Like Google. Yeah. They haven't figured that out yet, have they? No, they haven't. And just a why. clean search engine. That's all we want. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, I'm guessing from knowing you a little bit that you're not a kind of a guy that goes to the thrift shops, do you? Never once in my life. I go there, actually. You know, I'll go to Goodwill with donations and stuff like that, but I've never gone there to shop. Now, a lot of people do. Yep, I do. And a lot of people, I'm talking like Hollywood celebrities do that kind of stuff. I've been going to Goodwill and thrift shops for most of my adult life, and I love it. And I'd probably think half of my wardrobe is thrift shops. For one reason, well... I don't want to get into that, but no, I, I do shop. But anyway, <laughs> there's this guy works for Goodwill down in Texas, and he's going through the clothing bin, right? And guess what he pulls out? No you, clue. A five-foot white albino python. Oh. Just another day of items at the Goodwill the Ocean. Used clothes, winter jackets, albino python, old shoes. Wait a minute, go back. Was that an Alice Cooper donation? <laughs> People were asking, do you have this in black? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why does it never happen to me? Snakes turn up in cars and toilets, now in Goodwill donation, but never where I can find them, Thomas. You love snakes, don't you? No, I don't. Are you afraid of snakes? Yeah, I hate snakes. I do, too. Snakes and really big spiders. Yeah, spiders too, but snakes, I don't know why snakes scare me so much because they don't have arms and they're not really fast, but I'm always afraid that for them, I'm going to have a, a freak encounter with some poisonous one, although there's not too many poisonous ones in Michigan, are there? But the number one animal I'm afraid of, black bears. Really? Yeah, you knew that. No. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. 
Yeah, but how often do you come in contact with a black bear? I never have. But, <laughs> you know, one time and, you know, you could be dead. Do you know they run like 40 miles an hour? Yes, they do. And that's why, what's the number one thing you should do if you come encounter one? Run. <laughs> no, you goofball. No, that's the last thing. No, you're, you supposed, should, you're supposed to like make a lot of noise. Or lay down and let them claw you to death. Did you ever see them? <laughs> Did you ever see the movie The Revenant? No, I didn't. How'd that work out for not uh, too good for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? He, right. Yeah, he laid down. Oh my gosh! And the bear was like picking him up, slamming into like a wrestler. Oh my gosh! No, that was such a great movie. But yeah, that bear scene. I have nightmares about bears. Right. That rhymes. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of my book: Nightmares <laughs> About Bears. You don't camp. You don't live out in the country. So I, I'm pretty sure. You've probably got a 99 chance of never coming in contact with well, a bear. Well, you know, you used to live in Pennsylvania, right? Right. A lot of bears. Are you familiar with the Allegheny Forest? Yes. A few years ago, when I was into dirt biking, I went to the Allegheny Forest with some macho men. Right. And, you know, I was... I remember you told me this story a long time ago. Yeah, but you, I was you, the last one in the pack right. on my bike, and they were way ahead of me going through the woods, and... I just remember coming across a big pile of steaming, you know what? Right. And I knew that bear was somewhere around. And it's just like that movie, The Revenant, with Leonardo DiCaprio. By the way, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's a fantastic movie because you don't watch movies, but you should see it. <laughs> I watch one. movie. I just don't go to the movie. Thomas, anyway, now, it's you- so great. So, you know, if you just happen upon a bear and the bear's got his cubs around, they're coming after you, my oh, friend. Oh, yeah. Very They're protective. coming after you. Very protective. You, right. And so when you're in the woods on a dirt bike, you've got a very thin trail. It's bumpy. It's muddy. There's fallen trees. You know, the fastest you could possibly go. And I'm telling you, it's really dangerous to go this fast on a wooded trail on a dirt bike is maybe 28 to 30 miles an hour. Well, a black bear... Runs up to 40 miles an hour. So you're dead. You could have had a revolver. You could be like a cowboy shooting the Indians coming up from behind you, right? You know, that scared me so much. I came home. I sold my bike. I did. I said, I'm not doing this anymore because I just have a feeling I'm going to get eaten by a black bear. How often did you go dirt bike riding? Not that much. But, you know, if you're in the woods, especially the Allegheny Forest, it's full of black bear. And what they leave on the ground. So you can get, so you you can tell That's us. That's a sure that, sign right there. You see something that big and that hot and steamy, you know that creature is somewhere around you. Doesn't that give you the heebie-jeebies? Not really. No? <laughs> Snakes do, I told you. Snakes. You know, I just run over the snake and <laughs> keep on going. <laughs> it would be snapping at my feet as I rode by. But a bear, not so much. Okay, the bear facts are this. If you want to have some fun, and I'm talking real fun, anytime, anyplace, anywhere, you can download our daily podcast, the address, whatsthisworldcomingto.com. Tom and Mike.